Trans spotting contains adult language, juvenile humor, and honest depictions of trans joy. Consume at your own discretion. I love it. everyone, welcome to Transpotting. I'm your host, Marcia Darling. And I'm Celeste. And I am Shrimp Taco Daniels. Sorry, that <laughs> what? popped in my brain. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm not going to lie to you, I did take a tiny piece of an edible before this show because <laughs> I'm so autistically overwhelmed today that I uh, is the one that caused me down. So it's going to get weird. I am weird. Shrimp Taco Sunch. Okay, Sunch. so what is your name again? I forgot. <laughs> All right, has anyone seen uh anyone else seen Game Changer by no, no. by the Okay, so so it's a it's a show on the network called dropout.tv. Uh so you know, if you've watched anything like Dimension 20s, uh uh D&D uh oh, yeah. Life Plays. My roommates into that. Yeah. It, it's the umbrella company that does those. Um anyway, there is a there a there was a sketch where they had someone say the say the name Shrimp Taco Daniels, and I found it quite hilarious. Anyway, and now you welcome to the intro, Shrimp Taco Daniels. Now I have. Anyway, welcome to Transpotting. This is Riv. <laughs> <laughs> and after that lengthy explanation, <laughs> the end. <laughs> joining us for our podcast um you can find me at onomarcia on instagram uh messaged on twitter you can <laughs> uh follow celeste and riv and uh we'll see you next week bye all right, all right. good good game good game <laughs> good game gg gg the best G-G. part of playing baseball is slapping everybody on the butt after the game are you doing it after the game or during yeah, there you go. I've not played baseball since T-ball, so that didn't happen in T-ball. So I guess every baseball I would play now is T-ball, isn't it? I was going to make that same joke. Hey. Hey. I'm really yeah. excited that the weather's starting up because uh, we're going to start doing gay baseball again here pretty soon. And that's like my favorite okay. seasonal activity my queer friend group does. Is that just gay-ball then? Gay-ball. Gay-ball. It's it's gay baseball. It's where you get a bunch of gay people together and then they try to play baseball and are isn't very that, bad at it. <laughs> isn't that just baseball though? Baseball, yes, but specifically <laughs> we're very proud of the fact that it's gay. Okay. 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 It's different. So out of the closet mm-hmm. gay ball is what we're, what we're out saying. Out of the yeah. closet. Yeah. Out of the closet gay ball. I would I will definitely be throwing balls like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how it's gonna go. Oh, I can throw some balls. Sling some balls. Okay. <laughs> As they call me. Stress ball they in call your me hand. Can you <laughs> stick your mitt and catch them? Catch them in the palm of your hand. Catch them and then throw it to too. the first base. 
What are you talking about? I'm talking about baseball. I don't think we're in innuendo territory anymore. Back from that to regular baseball. Uh, I mean, baseball. sorry, baseball, baseball. So, do we want to talk about uh, misogyny and transmisogyny? I thought we wanted to have the intro again. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's go back to the intro. <laughs> so the intro is just rambles, like like all the best podcasts do, where they start. And then it's just derailment for a little while. It is derailment. Just, except we don't, we don't get derailed. We're, we're, we're all derailment. Oops, <laughs> all derailed. All derailment. <laughs> but we can even throw out the oops. It's intentional uh, at this point. It's okay. Let me get out my script. This is all very planned, especially very the derailments. Planned. Okay. Yeah. Practice it looks so many like, times. Um, I'm going to talk about an event, and then Riv will interrupt with a fun anecdote, and Celeste will have something cool to add to that. Okay, no, but this is so really that's interesting what it because. Says in the <laughs> we call that a formula, okay? Okay. Yeah. Winning Don't formula. Mess with the formula. Don't mess with the formula. Give people what they're looking for. Give people what they want. Yeah. Which is apparently, according to Celeste, slinging balls. Slinging balls. I got oh, you. Dear. I got you, listeners. I got you. Yeah, dear listeners. Celeste is for the people. We do not apologize for uh, effects consuming our content may have on your psyche. Yeah, it's healthy if you <laughs> endure it long enough. What, <laughs> what is happening? What? Uh. uh Oh, yeah. So misogyny. Yeah. What were your thoughts about that? I'm going to say it's bad. It's not How do you feel about misogyny? (laughs) Hot take. Hot take. It's okay sometimes. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You can send misogyny to you. When when it's practiced correctly. (laughs) (laughs) Once you get your license, it's okay. Misogyny was my mother. Oh. That's a bad pun. It's nice to meet you, Ajani. Yeah, there you go. Ajani. That sounds kind of Misogyny. French. It's actually, it sounds kind of T- nice. Tip the hat. Misogyny. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> and we started Content. the giggle fest already. Oh, dear. Too oh, early for a giggle fest. So, as a topic, misogyny and transmisogyny. Oh, yeah. That was one that you were interested in talking about, and I was too. Okay. I'll give you a topic. Okay. A topic. Give me a topic. Give you a topic. Misogyny. I'll give you a subtopic. It give affects it to me. How does it affect everyone, not just the classic assumption it affects feminine people? How does right. it negatively impact everyone? Mm-hmm. I think oh, first off, let's discuss. define misogyny and transmisogyny and how um, we're using ahead, it. Getting ahead of myself again, aren't I? Yep, let's do it. Okay. Bring All right, I'll, I'll, I'll start. I'll start. Um, I can start. Yeah. If you want me to. Do you already I think... have thoughts on the... Oh, I'll lose my voice all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Misogyny <clears throat> encompasses all forms of hatred towards women, 
And so that can manifest um, implicitly or explicitly through the biases that people have and the biases that the institutions take on and the laws that are formed. So that would be uh, like a form of no-fault divorce. If something like that wouldn't exist, that would be an example of institutionalized misogyny because it would not be giving women the right to be able to end a marriage when they felt that it was necessary. Um, the denying of people uh, gender-affirming care or abortion is also a form of institutionalized misogyny. Misogyny can be practiced by individuals, and they'll treat other people in misogynistic ways. Um, it's usually rooted in, you know, deeply patriarchal, societal, and religious beliefs in some <clears throat> form or another. Yeah. And um, so... Yeah, it can be anything from overt acts of violence and discrimination to more subtle and insidious <laughs> ways of like how women, for example, don't make as much on average as men do. Um, yeah, so I would say that that's misogyny. Trans misogyny is all of that and then also applied to trans women or trans men too, or anybody who's sure. gender nonconforming or non-binary. And a lot of times trans misogyny comes from the ideas that people are more frustrated. People believe that Men and women need to stay in their lanes, stay in their places, that there's no difference between one or the others. Again, that's something that comes from patriarchy and um, institutionalized. Uh, <laughs> yes, his hat privilege, basically, System is where privilege. it comes from. Yeah. Yes. And so, but trans misogyny can, and the thing that's interesting about misogyny and trans misogyny is that. A lot of times people who practice it, it ends up having profound negative effects on them as well. Or even people who are, like people who are men can still be hurt from misogyny because it's teaching them that maybe women are less valuable than they are. Yes. And that can cause problems. <clears throat> and so anyway, I think that that's a pretty good basic definition. I may have gone off a little bit too long. I appreciate it. Uh, it was really, that was a really good, like, full definition of that was, that was locked and loaded in that yeah. was no. hit that dialed in perfectly <laughs> um so, i have have either of you noticed more misogyny in your life post-transition oh god yes can you tell me a story or two it can be so i was um pre-transition i was a bank teller and I had been a bank teller for about four years and I started transitioning. And then I was just, um, I was not out at work at that point, about three to four months into like hormones and all of that. I decided, yep, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't pretend to be a boy at work. So I quit my job there and I got a job as a bank teller at a different bank. I just needed to start all over, but I was doing the same exact thing. And so it was something I'd been doing for four years at that point. And I was doing it well. I was at like the highest level you could get without becoming a manager at my previous bank. So I knew what I was talking about when I would talk about these things. And then I started this new bank and both my fellow employees who knew that I was new there, but also knew that I had lots of experience in the field, as well as just customers think that I was just a bumbling idiot and they would um, try to explain to me how banking works 
And mm, that was gotta just... do a little bit of mansplaining to the, yes, to the new yeah. girl. You gotta love the mansplaining. Oh, wow. And it's just... It was, it was unreal, just the different type of treatment I would get. It would either be, it would like split into two sections. They would either be super nice and super sweet in a way that never happened before. Or it w- they would be really aggressive about it. And just no matter what came out of my mouth, it was wrong. And they had to correct me. on mm-hmm. That's that form of misogyny where it's like women are expected to be idiots. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I hate that so (laughs) much. Like, yep, I'm just a little bimbo at work. You're right. I'm sorry. I don't know anything, mister. You are a bimbo, just not at work. (laughs) Not at work. (laughs) Professional bimbo. That's what they call me. I do be girl bossing. Girl bossing. (laughs) Just don't gatekeep as well. Yeah. I'll gatekeep some. Yeah, I had an instance one time when I was uh, queuing for a ride with some of my friends and one of the people in the line with us, we were just kind of chatting and I made a joke about, oh, it's really cold out here, but not as cold as my dead heart. And then he giggled. He was like this older man. He giggled and touched my arm and was like, well, you're a woman, so you can't help that. And I was like, what the heck? Excuse you. (laughs) Excuse you. Like, that was a joke. And then also, (laughs) what? 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 Oh, you know, hysterical women. What are we gonna do with them? Mm-hmm. They're just they're just out there being hysterical. Can't can't do anything with them. Do you I, know where uh, the term hysterical came from? I I read this somewhere, but isn't my brain does not pull up the definition of this. <laughs> so uh like when you get a hysterectomy is when your uterus is taken out. So a hysterical is actually an, a misogynistic term because yeah. it came from the idea that people with wombs um, would get this condition called hysteria where they just couldn't be reasoned with. Yeah. I and don't they have would a need, womb like, and I, that's something that happens to me weekly at least. Yeah. Mine's more often than weekly, so. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love I'm so wounded. I, I mean, you're not. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest with myself, it's definitely more frequently for me, too. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's because we live in, a, you know, wonderful capitalism. We live in a society. That's why we're all sad. <laughs> don't you be in, in a society. We're all, that's why I like kids, because they, don't rea- they haven't realized it's a society yet. <laughs> oh, uh, they're oh too goodness. pure for the world. Too pure. They're too loud for the world, too. Yeah. Uh, Celeste, do you mind if I compare uh, and contrast my experiences with misogyny? Please do. Please do. A la transition. So before transition, obviously I did, wasn't really encountering it in my daily life. And I would like to think of myself as a feminist back in the day, even. Um. I don't think I did enough to be actively like anti-misogyny, but uh, you know, I did my best to call it out when I saw it, but um, there's not that much you can really do within the system where if you bring it to someone's attention, they're not going to do anything about it. Even if you appear to be a man at the time. Uh, So it's difficult to even fight against it within like behind enemy lines. Um, yeah, I had a hard time with that. I try calling the shit out at work all the time. Like, uh, 
a very popular fruit technology <laughs> company <laughs> I used to work for. Uh, and in their repair rooms, there was a quite a bit of that happening. Um, try to call it out and it goes nowhere. Um, and then I transitioned and found out, oh my God, it's so much worse on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Uh, I started... All the things that you were like a bystander before yeah. now are deeply affecting you personally. Well, and, you know, there's not only, we'll get into transmisogyny later, but there's not only like microaggressions for transphobia and transmisogyny, there's micro- microaggressions for regular misogyny that you pick up on very quickly that you don't pick up on before you transition. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I get the shit all the time of you should smile more. Uh, you should take the compliment, uh, when it's, you know, borderline sexual harassment. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I started. Do you I, ever I, get the, oh, it's just a compliment. Ugh. Yeah. I get that uh-huh. pretty frequently. Um, yeah, you learn to pick and choose your battles, but it really started getting bad when I was about an, a year and a half into transition, maybe a little bit earlier, started to actually pass-ish and look pretty at that point and um or look pretty to i should say to some people mm-hmm. um and um yeah, no yeah, you can I, just say look pretty that's fine that's fine <laughs> um we all look back at our photos and are just like cringe but we shouldn't cringe because it's beautiful process anyway it is i was yes. cringing at those old photos of mm-hmm. me um yeah, all my old pictures work. go into a cringe folder. It's true, but I just have them. a cringe folder. <laughs> it lives in my brain, the cringe folder. Um, uh. But yeah, at, at work, you know, I started to really experience people talking over me pretty consistently, or um, repeating the exact same thing I just said, but in a slightly different way, and then they get listened to. So all, all of the classes, mm-hmm. right? We're hitting, we're hitting the greatest hits here, um, <laughs> and. Uh, when I ended up getting promoted, it was d- deeply, deeply below the, uh, the, the actually average standard for that position in, on the market. Uh, I, that did not go unnoticed by me. And, uh, yeah, I, all of the really obvious ones. And of course, all of the little microaggressions every day that you go through and that you, <laughs> I feel like in that first six months, I was really, acutely aware of these things happening and I would try to fight against them and I'd be really I'd complain about them quite frequently to one of my friends who <laughs> is a cis woman and unfortunately we both kind of came to the conclusion of it's just going to keep happening so I have to learn to pick my battles and mm-hmm. decide whether I'm going to let it bother me or not and I'm like that is the reality but it, it fucking sucks it sucks um, it does not feel good walking to work I don't walk to work, driving to work every day and knowing I'm going to have some kind of interaction like that. Um, and that's even at a company that I think does a better job than most um, mm-hmm. at yeah. having that equality and diversity and equity and all that stuff. Inclusion. I've definitely noticed just in everyday interactions, it's harder for me to get people's attention. Ooh, like with what someone. I'm saying. people, yeah. Or at least, yeah. People attention tend to with pay your less words. attention to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've noticed that too. People will, even like during regular transactions, I have more of like dudes just like looking down, not talking to me. 
Um, it's either, it's either that's the one end of the spectrum or then there's the like dude flirting with me who probably shouldn't be flirting in this particular way with me Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, while performing said transaction. And I'm just like, I don't like either of them. Can we have a, can I have a middle option please of just a regular human? Can I have just a normal human interaction? Yes. Just a normal one. Yeah. Going off what you said, Marcia, it's, I feel like I get more attention now than I did before, just like in public, but not for anything that I actually say. It's just, I get more eyes on me, but I get less ears on me if I like say something or, you know, like walking down an aisle at a grocery store and people used to like, you know, just, I don't know. It's like they intentionally stand in your way and like, I have to be the one that goes around somebody every time. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? It's weird. Like, I suddenly, I used to take up space. And, like, I was always a small-looking dude. So I was never intimidating. But people would just veer off from you. Whereas now, like... They expect you to get out of the way. They expect me to get out of the way. Yeah, I've noticed that, too. I've been, like, pushed by carts and stuff. Yeah, I've been, like, Mm -hmm. physically pushed by carts. People just don't look at you. And they're just, like, you're just there to move, essentially. Yeah. Wild. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Um, it's one of those things that is a specifically trans experience, going from not experiencing that to experiencing that every day. Yeah. I think it's a really, uh, like, on the one hand, it's great because, yay, I'm passing. On the other, it's like, this is normal? What the fuck? <laughs> it's extra jarring because, at least for me and, like, this. Like, I've been doing this a year and a half now. I've been out in public for less than that. It's it's a really weird, like, sudden change of, like, I could tell when I stopped getting clocked as often just by how people would interact with me. Bizarre. Something I'm very Bizarre. thankful for, though, um, you were talking about just job issues for my unnamed job i'm really glad almost my entire team is girls my boss is a girl my boss's boss is a girl my boss's boss's boss is a girl and like it goes way up that way and we're all pretty chill with just about everything i've not noticed a single shred of anything and i've been there a couple months now that's very really nice. nice it's very nice it makes oh. me, that makes me good, happy good good job good job <clears throat> corporation good job Yes. I'm the only girl at my place that isn't part-time. So that's interesting. <laughs> ah. I see. But they're mostly good. Mm-hmm. How about you, Marcia? Any any tales of woe from the misogyny land, whether it's in the workplace or otherwise? Most of mine have been mainly from, like, strangers or people who I don't work with. Or, you know, just kind of random passing person you're talking to on the line or things like that um because i'm very very specific about the kind of people that i uh actually spend time with (laughs) or associate with because on the one i live in a red state like it's a blue part of the red state but it still is a red state and there's a lot of um people who are trans misogynistic or just straight up transphobic around here So during regular day-to-day hours, I try not to stand out particularly too much because I have been the target of violence and harassment 
And I try not to put myself in those situations. There was a time where I was walking home from New Year's Eve and somebody just started screaming at me. And it was really, really scary, you know, calling me slurs, telling me to go um, commit violence of acts on myself and things. Mm -hmm. And since then, I haven't felt safe walking home alone after night. And it's like, okay, that's a pretty extreme form of misogyny that I'm facing. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds really scary. I'm sorry that happened to you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, so I'm, yeah, yeah, so I have experienced misogyny. <laughs> so yeah, I would, say, misogyny. I would say yes. Has anyone else had the whole, like, people either shouting at you or following you? Because I've definitely had people following me before. Mm-hmm. And, and that's scary as hell. Like, I, I, I empathize greatly, Marcy. I didn't get shouted at, thankfully, but definitely had some creepy follows in parking lots in the dark. I think that guy would have followed me, but there was enough people around to kind of de-escalate the situation that nothing bad happened, but yeah, it was still scary. (sighs) And it's like, I'm just walking by. Oh, I'm just doing your thing. You're just, just doing people are wild. I used to just walk around by myself at night, you know, just because I felt like it. Same. And I don't really feel like that anymore. I don't feel safe yeah. doing that. In back when I lived in Tennessee, I was tentative of even doing that during the day. Just it was an uncomfortable thing to do. Just because even in Tennessee, you didn't really even see cis girls walking around by themselves. So mm-hmm. you're able to just kind of tell the comfort of the population based on just paying attention to that kind of thing. Where I'm out now, I see cis girls walking, jogging, running by themselves all the time. And so it's just a, at least somewhat safer environment for mm-hmm. that. And it's also just more populated where I'm at now that compared to where I used to be. It was pretty rural where this is city-ish. Sure. I'd like to get to a city like that someday, probably. Come to Vermont. Yeah. Legit, though. It's super nice. Yeah. I've been thinking about Seattle because I have a friend up there who I would roommate with. Mm-hmm. Who just moved over there. Yeah. It's my neck of the woods. Yeah. It's a gorgeous place. Seattle does make me very anxious, though, as an anxious, <laughs> anxious person trying to navigate the city. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good time that. for real. Yeah. I don't, just I don't like to general? drive, but I do drive the most. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's cities that I'm not well acquainted with. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't get up there enough to know it like I would know like Portland or something mm-hmm. back in the day. I understand that. Big cities stress me out quite a bit. Like I've walked through like Boston and Chicago and those places stress me out. There's too much. It's too much. I like city, but that's too much city. So I'm basically, I was raised to be a farm girl, right? But I was always a city girl at heart. (laughs) And so every time that we would go visit the city, you know how other people, when they're like, you go out to the woods and everyone's like, wow, trees, this is so amazing (laughs) and so beautiful. I would be like, wow, buildings. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Big here. This is amazing. (laughs) 
and just have stars in my eyes that there was so much around and so many buildings and people and then we'd go back to the ranch and I wouldn't see anybody for weeks. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> that yeah. is. Cities are just overstimulating to me. There's like too much for me to look at and hear and pay attention to. But I don't like the middle of nowhere either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Middle, like of the middle of nowhere has its perks. You can yodel as loud yeah. as you want. I'm not a yodeler. So like. So you are missing what? out. So what I do miss, though, is I used to suntan in my backyard in a bikini, and that Ah. was comfortable because it was fairly rural. Mm -hmm. I don't have a yard where I'm at now, but even if I did have a yard right here, I probably wouldn't. There's a lot of people around. Yeah, I probably wouldn't either. Yeah. (laughs) But that sounds fun. I want to go sunbathe in a bikini. That's my, oh, I miss it my so dream much. this year. Is yeah, it's the first year I'm gonna wear a bikini and, and sunbathe. I'm gonna sunbathe in the backyard. Nice. Hell we yeah. don't have a fence, and the neighbors I think have uh, forgotten that I am trans uh, <laughs> because they they were like last time that they saw me during like a a, a block party or something, um, and I introduced myself as uh, my partner and I as the friendly neighborhood lesbians. Um, they're like, oh yeah, you moved in here like a year ago, right? And I'm like. No, I moved in. I moved in like like five years ago, and they were just like, "What?" Because the and it clicked for me like the first time they saw me and like mm-hmm. acknowledged like, "Oh, this is a woman." Okay, <laughs> okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. They they probably think I replaced him. Yeah, that's cute. I'm Actually, fine with that. Yeah, I would be fine yeah. with that. Yeah, but anyway, I feel yeah. We kicked him out. Uh, some, <laughs> exactly, we really did. He had uh, some. He had some. Uh, growth. It's growth. <laughs> what I've said to people when I've changed my name with like different accounts on the phone is I'm not going to change the name on this. And they're like, oh, what happened? I'm like, he's no longer with us. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We've processed it. We've, we've moved on. It'll be fine. Uh, a long story short, that's why I feel somewhat safe-ish, probably in the backyard, my, my bikini without a fence. In your bikini, yeah. In my bikini. I have multiple bikinis. I have... I've never worn any of them. One of my friends owns a house, and she's trans, but she's on such good terms with all of her neighbors that it wouldn't be a problem. Nice. Yeah. I'm like, that's a good place to be. That's the kind of neighbor I'd like. Yeah. What are some ways that our allies could help fight misogyny? Ooh, that's a good one. Call, call it out when you see it. Um, I think um, one of the like most mind-blowing parts about like learning about misogyny and transmisogyny is when I was reading um, Julie Serrano's book, Whipping Girl. Oh, that's I a good one. I love that book. Yeah. It's a really good book. But um, one of the points she makes, it's been like a year, year and a half since I've read it. I will probably misquote it a little bit. But one of the base ideas she set in one of the chapters is um, um, misogyny often comes from um, uh, masculine things as well. So because a woman is this, um, a man must be this. So mm-hmm. it's the just the, the idea of opposites, and that's what causes it. So... 
um, that idea of women comes... are emotional, so men cannot yeah. be emotional. And also exactly. enforcing that goddamn binary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so a lot of it comes from that. So it's not just calling out when you see um, a woman being discriminated against because of her gender, but it's also just calling out those moments of when um, guys are being put into the box of what a guy is supposed to be because we all think of not we all, but culture thinks of men and women as opposites, not different, but as opposites. So they have to be counter to each other. And so it's calling out both sides of that when you're trying to enforce that gender box on people. The gender box. Two enter, one leaves. That's a great call out though. Um, yeah, I, like I can definitely think of times when I was a child and I was being uh, bullied for being too feminine, and uh, because it's not what boys do. Boys don't behave that way, and I would definitely argue that that is a result of misogyny by creating the attitude that these little boys are trying to, you know. <laughs> utilize and enforce a gender binary of some kinds on someone they perceive to be different. Exactly. I was called gay many times as a kid. And like, I didn't have attraction to boys back then, but it was just by my characteristics and my personality and how I presented myself to the world. It was like, oh, you have to be gay, aren't you? And I'm like... I don't think so. Like, I, I would like deeply think, I would question myself so yeah. hard. I'm like, shit, am I gay? I don't, I don't like boys. You so like, are. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah, but it's that meme. It's a more complicated. Hey, I'm you from the future. Guess what? You're yeah. gay. But I like boys. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> um, I was going to say, shh. Lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, I derailed a bit. My being. Here it comes. Back into the tunnel. I feel like everybody else figured out I was gay before I did. Like, you know, people sometimes have that gaydar that goes off. I know it was always going off for me. (laughs) I will say something, too, especially to combat trans misogyny. If a woman is speaking and somebody interrupts her interrupt the interrupter and say i want to hear what she has to say oh that's a good one that's a really good one especially if you're in a position of leadership somebody starts to say something you let them finish or you specifically call out and make that a safe space for them to continue talking so that they won't be Mm -hmm. interrupted like that's a big thing A, a big part of misogyny is just not giving women a voice so when you can you give them a voice and you let them use their voices That is a huge one. I would say from a different angle of what allies can do to combat misogyny, do the work on yourself. You know, listen to women's experiences, to everyone's experiences, and uh, internalize that and say, what things do I do that contribute to this? Or what things can I kind of, what habits can I change? Um, how do I interact with the people around me? 
How do I make, how do I make them feel? Um, and honestly, if, if you have friends who are feminine or are experiencing ill effects of misogyny, um, and you, they feel comfortable enough with you, you could ask them these questions and learn from them as long as they're willing to talk about it. Obviously, of course. consent is key. But a lot of the folks I've brought these things up to have opened up pretty easily. Oh, yeah, that, that happens. These are these are literally all the things I deal with every single day. And they matched up with mine. <laughs> I was like, okay, thanks for your time. <laughs> okay, it's a real problem. It's yeah. systemic. <laughs> it's systemic. I tried bringing it up to... Uh, um, to a leader at my company, uh, it was within the first couple times I experienced it. I was like, it's just a nightmare dealing with misogyny in the workplace. And he's like, who did that? Who did that to you? I'm like, no, it's, it's systemic. And he's like, oh, we don't do that here. I'm like, I, I'm sorry to tell you that, but it doesn't matter if you think you don't. It's it's happening, and you can't really. We're not change. sexist. I have women friends. We're not. Yeah, it's one of those things, right? Um, Excuse you. I'm uh, married to a woman. Yeah, I, I can't I, be I sexist. Think, I think I would know if I were sexist. Thank you very much. <laughs> if I were misogynistic. Uh, yeah, but but you know, if someone comes up to you and, and tells you their experience like that, don't just don't just steamroll it. Listen, internalize that listen to their point of view because it is different than yours and experiences and point of views points of views are not universal okay i did a soapbox thing again i'm sorry i'm done <laughs> yay we have a soapbox yay. yay there you go we need like a little soapbox corner ragtime music we'll just turn we'll just intro. put the logo up yeah uh, <laughs> on the podcast the audio <laughs> podcast the we'll audio. put the logo <laughs> <laughs> hi puppy Oh, who is this? Bilbo, Bilbo had to come say hello. Oh my God, I love him. Everyone, Thank there's, you. Uh, there's yeah. a very cute wiener dog puppy. I'm assuming a puppy, but they are adorable. That's entered the frame. He turned four. Camera. We should like, have um, a, two weeks ago. We should a have puppy. a section on the Discord just for pet photos. Oh That's my a great God, idea. How do we not have that? Because we're Animal photos. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Make it happen. Uh. Okay. What should we call it? Are you going to do it right now? Yeah. Do it live. We're doing it live, Pat. Do it live. Doing it live. But for everyone else, it'll be like, oh, this happened a fucking week ago. Why are you <laughs> talking about this? Well, they have to join the Discord so they can see all of your cute pet photos. Yes. Pet photo pen. But it's only available if you join our Patreon. <laughs> good, good. Ooh, so what I wanted to talk a little bit more about is, since we're on the topic of misogyny, do you want to mm -hmm. talk a little bit more about experiences and what trans misogyny looks like in particular? Sure, I am, I'm down for that. Can you say what trans misogyny looks like in your life? Sure. So for me, transmisogyny seems to manifest in either people not people trying to be supportive and having a microaggression of of treating you like you're an infant, as like an infant baby of your gender, um, or you don't get viewed as as your original gender or the gender that you are presenting, um, and tell everyone that you are. 
Um, so you're kind of this weird middle limbo ground. Um, that's what I've felt most frequently. And uh, it's not, it doesn't feel good. It's it, kind uh, of that like... It's um, infantilizing. It's like when Anakin goes and sits on the Jedi Council and they get like, we grant you access to the council, but you're not a master. They're like, we grant you access to women's spaces, but we don't grant you the title of actual yeah. woman. Yeah. I haven't encountered that very much. But that's probably because I've encountered such extreme transphobia from so many people oh, that go. it's generally a lot less subtle than that. That makes sense. I seem to mainly experience it with people that happen to know that I'm trans explicitly mm-hmm. and people that know me and that are acquaintances and are not close enough for me to kind of educate them. Um, yeah. So even if they didn't know me before, but they just happen to know that I am transgender and they've known me at least partially through my transition, then they seem to have a particular bias in that regard. That is probably can't even, they don't even know it's there most likely, you know, it's subconscious bias. Mm -hmm. People I meet who are like new to the company at work, for example, or people I meet strangers in public who who all generally don't know, and they haven't probably met a trans person before either. Um, even once they know I'm trans, they they don't seem to make as many of those microaggressions. So that's what I got. Wait, they don't make as many microaggressions when they find out you're trans. If they if they met me and have not known me pre transition, do not know I'm trans from the get go. Oh, I see. I see. Then I see. when I tell them later, because I usually, when I get to know people, I end up telling them eventually. Then um, they tend to have already have a, you know, a first experience with me that in their brain is very, this is the gender you say you are. And um, I, I tend not to have as many issues with those people having microaggressions or trans misogyny um, mm-hmm. toward me. Which is That's definitely true. The people that I've, that have just known me just as me, as Marcia, they, it's like they forget that I'm trans, which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the best. It's the best. It's the best. I just want to be treated like a normal person. Which one of my friends said she appreciated that about me. I was like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely ran into that, um, explaining my gender to me a lot early on. So like I said, when I started my first job as truly myself, I I was super clocky back then. Like I can fully, I was like six months into hormones. I didn't know what I was doing with really anything, let alone makeup and style. I still don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Could have fooled me. But, you know, just those little things of like, oh, you're a better girl than I am, or... Yeah. Yeah, that's, just like, that's very eye-rolling inducing. Exasperated <sighs> sigh here. It's like you're, you're, you're like saying these things to try to make me feel better, but it's actually like the worst things you could be telling me right now. <laughs> yeah, and, because it's really invalidating to the whole experience. Comments yeah. like that. Yeah. So that happened a lot early on, but as I've become 
more passable. I've not had that issue. Um, like I'm, I'm out as trans at work, but I came out after I'd been there over a month and everybody knew me as just who I was and how I showed. And then I was like, Oh, Hey, it's trans day of visibility, by the way. <laughs> That's Plan the best let's drop, to do it. Yeah. Let's drop this in the all chat. Have Aww. fun. Have fun with your preconceptions. Boom. And then, yeah. So then like on my name badge, since then I have a little tra- trans flag pin that I wear and like I have to wear that everywhere I wear that I have to wear that to the bathroom because I have to get back in so like everywhere I go I have a little trans flag that place I've had zero issues from anybody not you know like the hesitation before they like gender you you know where they'll they'll, like start and they pause just a second and then they like try to guess like I've not had any of that and you know that's a really cool feeling um I was worried that after I came out to them that there was going to be like some stumbles, but none. Treated the same. Wild. Hey, that's amazing. I had somebody come in. Happy for you. That's awesome. I had a personal victory the other day. Somebody Mm -hmm. used uh, they, them pronouns for me without me knowing or without me having to ask them to and I didn't have any makeup on I was in my full like work outfit which is like an apron and a ratty t-shirt and a baseball cap and I could see the hesitation in his eyes I didn't want to interrupt them or uh (laughs) like what's your pronouns (laughs) Uh, and I was like that's fine thank you Uh I use she and they so that's perfect Thanks for accidentally getting it right. Yeah. Thank (laughs) you for trying. I had, I had one of those experiences early transitioning at my work before I came out at work. This guy I had never seen before, like, like truck driver, big burly dude. And he was just like, like I did this. I'm like, all right, thank you. Have a good day. And he was like, thank you, sir. Ma'am, uh, and he (laughs) turned around and left after the, uh, cause he went, sir, Ma'am, uh, and then he just like, he had to get out of there. Okay, it was one of the funniest things. Here's the thing that's interesting to me is like, um, cis people sometimes are so like worried about offending, but it's like literally, it it doesn't matter, especially if I don't know you. It's like if if you're worried about what pronouns to use, just ask. And, um, but also I'm not the type of person that gets frustrated by those sorts of things, particularly easy. I like when people get a little bit confused when they see me, like that's a little bit fun. Saucer. Every now and then I like the confusion too. I understand that a little bit. But I think I'm, I might be a little bit more on the non-binary spectrum than a lot of trans people I know. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of a lot of trans femme folks who would not, you know, would be like would consider the microaggression to be called they or to be confused. But at the same time, like if that's the goal, then baby, <laughs> good job. <laughs> um, I think the f- part that was exciting to me about it was that I hadn't put any work at all into my appearance, and I still that got is it. Pretty incredible. So yeah. I felt really good about that. Yeah. Like, obviously, when I go out in a full set of makeup and my hair is done and everything, like, 
I get gendered as she all the time. Yeah. But that it happened in like my grubbiest <laughs> outfit felt pretty good. Right? Yep. Yeah. Um, at work, I still have one person who has known me since before transition. Uh, so everyone on my team, like, it still feels nice to have everyone without hesitation use she, her. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I am. I know I'm never going to get the Faye to work. <laughs> Faye fair is never going to happen. Except for in work. specific con- contexts like this. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, I'm probably more able to get it to happen within the queer community um, mm-hmm. than I am with, uh, a, you know, a day job, which is fine. Um, anyway, there was, uh, there's still one person on my team. He's not, never going to listen to this. I, I, I don't feel bad talking about this. Uh, but to this day, he never has said my pronouns after I transitioned. He always just says, River. Uh, it, like, looks at me confused and this is River every time. Like, he can't bring himself to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also the most Christian one on the entire team. Uh, I, had, I was going to say, that not, sounds like a religious not thing. All the Christians I know do that to me. Did not go unnoticed. Uh, mm-hmm. He refuses to give me hugs when he hugs other people on the team, uh, which is fine. I don't need his hugs. <laughs> but it's... It's very noticeable, and I'm calling you the fuck out, bro. I'm calling you out. <laughs> calling him, call him out. Do it. He's never going to listen, which is fine. My whole family is super religious and Christian. Like, I think I've said I'm a deconstructed and everything. So yes. they, my whole family does that to me. They'll just not use my name or my pronouns. I'm sorry. They'll dear. be like, hi, you. They'll oh. still hug me. But they won't call me by name. I get that. I know what that's like. That's trans misogyny. That's trans misogyny. So I live in a place where I've encountered a lot of harassment and transphobia. But I've also encountered like the best queer community that anybody could ever ask for. And I kind of feel like there's a bit of a, like where the harassment is stronger, the community gets stronger too. I feel like there's a little bit of truth in that. Sure. It's like they need people more than others. So you need the bonds that they form are just bound to be stronger because mm-hmm. that's what they have. Yeah, exactly. There's not many of us, so you got to stick together. Yes. Speaking of not many of us, may I interrupt with an anecdote? I would love this. This is the formula, remember? Anecdote. This is, this is the formula. Uh, so, you know, Chloe. Yeah? Uh, she was texting me today, and she was like, I uh, was talking to a friend, and she lives on the other side of the country. I was talking to a friend, and I was like, hey, have you heard this? Uh, I know a couple of, uh, of, of trans femmes who are in, you know, the other side of the country, and they're, co- you know, partially co-hosts on, on this uh, this podcast. Have you heard of it? Transpotting. And... Uh, her friend goes, oh, yeah, I listened to that. Maybe it was her friend listens to it. I listened to that. But you don't, like, actually know them, right? Like, you just know them because you listen to the podcast. And it's like, <laughs> I introduced them to each other. And she tells me, it's true. All trans femmes know each other. Oh, it's that's actually kind of true. true. <laughs> yeah. It is true. That's amazing. <laughs> 
amazing. Isn't that amazing? That's that's great. That's really oh that made, it made my day. I was cackling. I was like, yeah, we do. <laughs> when, when social media exists, yeah, we fucking do. <laughs> yeah, there's not many of us, so we got to stick together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, have you heard the latest in trans celebrity gossip? Ooh, oh, I haven't. Zoe I Zephyr so. and Aaron Reed got engaged. Oh, I don't yeah, know I did who see that. those people are. <laughs> oh my God. Are you living in a hole politically? Okay. So Zoe Zephyr is the courageous trans uh, state senator, or she's a legislator. Oh, yeah. I can't remember. Is she, she a, a representative or, or a senator? I believe she's a representative. When you said I think she's a representative. I was thinking of like actors and stuff. I'm sorry. I know who Zoe no, is. No, these yeah. are like real celebrities who make real differences. Okay. <laughs> See, that's not where my brain goes when you say celebrities. So thank you. That's so she's like, the one who got what? censured by the Montana legislature for yes. standing up against uh, for yes. trans rights. Bunch of bullshit. Bunch of bullshit shit. So, um, yeah, they censored her so she can't even go into the house chamber anymore. And she has to do all of her work on a bench outside the chamber. Yep. That's trans misogyny. Yeah, that's a really good example of trans misogyny. But she's a hero, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Erin Reed is the one who handles her Substack stack, Erin in the Morning. She's very active on Twitter and TikTok. And she documents all of the anti-trans um, legislation and policies around in the U.S., so if you've ever seen that map that has like, these are the safe spaces for LGBT folks or trans folks in America, and these are the dangerous ones, and here's why, she's the one who's behind that. And so they're like a celebrity power couple as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And no I'm idea. really, really happy for them. Yeah, I know I know both of them separately now that we're not talking about like actors. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I had no idea that they were an item. That's really yeah. cute. Yeah. That's I, I knew they were an item. Uh but I didn't know that they weren't engaged yet. So that's oh. really happy. That just happened today. That's good gossip. Yes. Good gossip. Happy good gossip. gossip. I like that's that. Good. That's the kind of gossip I like. Yeah. I like gossiping when it makes everybody happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Aren't we all? Uh, I'm a wholesome person most of the time. I'm not, so. That's true. Yeah, we know. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Why am I eating Haichus? I'm recording a podcast. You're recording a podcast. See, I think you're the one who's stoned Hi-Chews. here. You're the one who's stoned. Because you're, you're getting right? the Haichus on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> from from that edible that I had a few candies. days ago, yeah. <laughs> a few days ago? Few Still days in your bloodstream? Ago. It is, yeah. Yeah. We'll just blame it's everything all, it's all on that. It's all the hormones. It's all the hormones. Keeping it there. Um, Celeste, I'm sorry if I actually offended you. Do you know what sound comes no. from the brothel? What? What sound comes from the brothel? Hormones. Okay, that's what I was about to say, but I didn't <laughs> want like it to get it wrong. Reading a Laffy Taffy joke here? What's that <laughs> that's, that's a little Laffy Taffy little after PG-13 dark. for yeah, Laffy Taffy after dark. Laffy, laugh, could you imagine... Um, NSF for W, Laffy Taffy's. Taffy against humanity. Taffy against humanity. Taffy against humanity. That's so good. That's such a good idea. That's a good idea. Can we sell Taffy against humanity and it has dirty jokes on all of the rappers? I'm the idea girl. That's the thing. I'm the idea girl. Just keep me around for that. That's all you need to keep me around for. Okay. Let's think of some dirty jokes for Taffy rappers. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> what a derailment. Yes, this is the episode about trans misogyny, but we also talked about dirty jokes on taffy wrappers. <laughs> That's why people like the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I did get a request for more more dirty jokes on taffy wrappers. <laughs> I said out loud. Uh. Did you expect to be asked about dirty jokes on taffy wrappers today when we started? No. No. And see, no. that's what's beautiful about this journey that we've gone on. <laughs> you had an inkling. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, I woke up with that whisper in my ear about it. So maybe. <laughs> Sorry about that. I really want a taffy company now. Mar- Marcia's taffy. The taffiest. You could have the trans Marcia's colors be taffy. one of the taffies. There you go. That could of be course. your trans taffy. Yeah. What you do is you have taffy that, you know, each one is either solid white, solid blue, solid pink, and then there's only one in the bag that has all three. Yeah. And that's the special one. That's that a has, special like the special one. That has the dirty joke on it. <laughs> Put me on Shark Tank. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's go. (laughs) Getting on Shark Tank is hard work. Yeah, you already got to be selling a lot to get there. (laughs) I can see Marcia's device, though, being on Shark Tank. I know I've been trying to get it on Shark Tank. But like I said, Mm -hmm. I'm not far enough in the uh, process. Mm. Gotcha. But maybe someday I'll be on Shark Tank. That would be cool. That would be cool. Don't forget all the little people you leave behind. I won't. I know. Okay. Never. 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 The little people are the real people. Yeah. When you get too much money, it breaks your brain, and then uh, you stop seeing other people as people. Boy, ain't that the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's, it's actually a documented psychological phenomenon. Yes. I believe it. Uh, some people started calling it uh, affluenza, although that actually <laughs> was a term that was coined for something else. It was, uh, he's so rich that he does stupid decisions. And somebody tried to use that as a defense in a court case, that it was a mental disorder of affluenza. Though that didn't fly, but Good. the term affluenza has kind of become like a, yeah. Cause once a person gets a certain amount of money and it's kind of different for people, but they start to think of themselves as better than everybody else. Yeah. And I don't ever want to get to that point. I'll give away my money first. Yeah. That's no good. Now I want some high chews and taffy. Same. Same. Mmm. Dear, dear listeners, Marcia is doing eyebrows at me. Mm. She knows I want, it's at I both want. of us. Excuse you. Maybe she's doing she's it at herself. Right at me. <laughs> she's looking right at the camera. It could be anyone. It could be you, listeners. <laughs> oh, she's going. There they go. Oh, you do the one eyebrow up so well. I can't. I can't do that. I can't do it on my right side as easily. Yeah, I just can't do this that. is the sound of eyebrows raising. 
This is what we call quality podcasting content. <laughs> She's, is, is it time for us to wrap up? It might be. <laughs> well, what are you guys up to right now? Doing anything fun, exciting? On your I socials, am, anything that you want to plug for? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, just like, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> What's your day like? Where can people follow you? Find <laughs> more stuff that you're doing. How's, how's the vocals coming on your new metal song? Ooh, yeah, about that. I, uh, my throat has been sore from my allergies the last mm-hmm. month or two. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I did, so I haven't done, I've done a little bit of vocals, but it's not done yet. And so I was a bad girl and started working on a new song because <laughs> Shiny New Thing. And so I will have a, uh, I'm working on the instrumental version of a new song called Questions, which is a, a I refer to it as a, uh, Southern Gothic angry trans metalcore bop. And oh nice. Uh, I do be loving bops. Oh yeah. And uh that's my sweet spot right there. The Southern Gothic part especially. So I'm very excited for it. It sounds really good so far. And I'm excited to get the instrumental part released and get that done and then keep putting off more vocals. <laughs> <laughs> because dysphoria. Yay. Did I tell you, you yeah. two, that I had a, a training with a vocal coach, right? It was going to be my first yeah. lesson. And then she heard my voice and was like, well, I don't really know what else to teach you. <laughs> Which is like I, really nice that yeah. you said that. But you're, she was like, I think that you're way past intermediate. You seem to have advanced vocal control and you sound really good. And I don't think lessons would be helpful for you. And I was like, oh, thanks. Like, thanks, but then also I kind of don't feel that way personally. I feel like there's still room for improvement. Though she did say that it's probably just going to take time because a lot of it is just, you have to just get used to using it. I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, you sound fucking great. You, you really sound do. great. Oh, thank you. You both sound great. You sound great, Celeste. You, you sound great. Oh. You sound the best. Oh, I don't know about that. There's one. no ranking here. I'm just kidding. We all sound great. We all have voice dysphoria. It's going to mess with our brains. Yeah, the person whose voice is the best would say there's no ranking. It's true. Wait, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> Head empty. <laughs> Celeste, what are you up to? What can people find you on social media? You know, as usual, you can find me at Sapphic Celeste on Twitter and also on Blue Sky. For any of you, any of you folks on Blue Sky, I got on there. So it's also the same as my Twitter, which is at Sapphic Celeste. And uh, I've been Twitch streaming a little bit. Um, I've taken about a week off from that, but I will be doing that more. And I am also at Sapphic Celeste on Twitch. Uh, I announce that every time from my Twitter, and I also put something in our Discord. Psst, everyone should join our Discord. Yeah, join our Discord. Link and... in the description. Yep. Wink, and... wink, touch, touch. You know, um, on my Twitter, I also have a link to my OnlyFans. It is all of my old stuff. I don't have any new stuff coming up right now, but that will be changing in the semi-near future. So, Yay. I like that kind of stuff. You know where to find it. Wholesome content. Wholesome content only. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I feel like I haven't been doing very much compared to you two. I've just been struggling living through work and stuff. Oh, I forgot to actually plug my stuff. I just talked. I went on a tangent because it's me. You? Tangent? I know. Uh, yeah. So, hey, it's Riv. What's up, y'all? You can find <laughs> you can find my Twitter profile, Instagram profile, TikTok profile, same username, consistent branding, at Cupcake Hellsword, and that's going to be with one L. Yeah, one L. Deal with it. And uh, my music is under the artist name, Bury the River. It is available on all of your favorite streaming services and on Bandcamp if you want to actually buy something. That would be great. Bandcamp, buy it. You actually directly donate to the artist when you do that. Okay, thanks. Okay, thanks. Bye. Okay, thanks, bye. Okay, thanks, bye. Thanks, bye. Okay, thanks, bye. That was a good, solid ending. Yeah. Okay, thanks, bye. Okay, thanks, bye.